Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day and welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast. I'm joined by my co-host who doesn't have a weird podcasting voice like me, Coxie, how are you? Good, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I can't help it. I stick the microphone to my no, face and do. I just do my podcast voice. I'm feeling weird today because I've got the roving mic thing happening yeah. and I, I like to get up and walk around with this and get my arms going. And, and I'm sitting over here. I've got all the techo equipment you do, and the as usual. and I know everything that's going on and you're on the other side of the desk <laughs> feeling, you're feeling a bit in the hot seat there, Coxie. I feel really naked. I just don't know what's going on. Now you know how our hot seat guests feel. I know. Feel. Poor or even just all no, of our don't guests. Don't say actually. that because nobody will want to come and join us <laughs> on the show. So um, today's episode is another of our real tradey guys interviews. Mm. Um, we've been um, blessed enough to be able to interview Vitea uh, from Timber Vision Concept mm-hmm. um, today. So uh, we'll, we'll roll that one in a second. Um, so it's another of our our very personal um, interviews where some of our guys and gals uh, really share what's going on for them, mm. and and our intent, well, my intent at least, Coxie, I'll, I'll speak for me and not for you, is um, that it brings to you, our listeners, I guess, some perspective that uh, you know other tradies, what they've been through, what they're going through, how they've how they've learned from that, um, how they've grown from that. And uh, certainly the feedback we're getting so far is is uh, very encouraging. So expect to hear more and more of these. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to say, I'll, I'll hand over to you, Coxie, but uh, just a warning um, about today's episode. There are some fairly heavy um, conversations mm-hmm. and uh, events shared, particularly to do with mental health and suicide. So um, if you are in a space where you're not necessarily okay, we just want to warn you about that. Um, there are some some very uh, quite open um, events shared in today's episode. And if you are struggling uh, or if today's episode does uh, bring anything up for you, um, then Coxie, we encourage everybody to get in, t- in touch with the right organisations. Yeah, you can always uh, DM or message us or message us through the page. We're always here to help. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Lifeline, 13 11 14, or Mates in Construction. I think it's .org. Uh, yes. .org. Uh, but just Google Mates in Construction. You'll find the guys there as well. They also have a line you can call. Um, probably not a great one for kids as, a, as well. So if you're listening in the car with the kids in the back, maybe you shut this one down listen to it a bit later. Yeah, so some pretty heavy uh, stuff discussed, but certainly we would encourage you to listen to this. Um, it, as you would have seen, this episode is marked, marked explicit. Um, we uh, we don't sort of get super heavy with the language, but we just speak no. honestly. It's, it's um, not an Effort Friday episode. No, no, no. It didn't go quite no. there yet. It's a tradies podcast. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, by all means, have a listen. Um, Vitae's got some fantastic stuff to share. Um, it's not all doom and gloom. There, no. was, there was some amazing lessons in here. Yeah. Yes. For all of us um, in business and particularly for guys. So, uh, enjoy. So, we've had an interesting drive to meet up with our guests today. It's not something we've done before, Was No, I, I'm 
my heart rate's come down a little bit, Foxy. <laughs> oh, come on. I drive nice. <laughs> I might yell a bit on the way, but I drive nice. Yeah, yeah. You're not too bad. No, we've come down to Broad Beach to meet up with one of our real tradie guys to give you another interview this week. Welcome, Vitea. Thank you for being here. Hey, guys. <laughs> How you going, V? Good, thanks. <laughs> now, Vitea's pretty nervous, Coxie. Yeah, he is. So, I think you, First should, go, time. I think you should go easy on him. I can be very kind. I'll be gentle. <laughs> I won't hurt you, I promise. <laughs> She's, she doesn't bite, mate. It's all right. <laughs> Vitea is um, part of our trade desk community and we put the call out to ask some of our guys if they'd be interested in being part of what we do and Vitea was brave enough to put his hand up and say, yep, let's give it a go. Not an easy thing to do, so I hope everyone listening can appreciate that sometimes it's a little bit confronting to do these things for the first time. Um, v, why don't you give us a bit of a background? Tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Um, I do timber floors, so I work with uh, wood, and we uh, restore and refresh um, timber floors um, on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, Have you been doing it for a long time? Um, yeah, about good eighteen years, and probably working for myself about nine years. And how are you finding business? Obviously, in nine years, you've seen some things come and go. And most businesses don't get through those first five years. So congratulations straight <laughs> <Yeah>. up. Um, <laughs> to come out the other side and be nine years in, you must have seen some big changes over the time. Yeah, oh, well, it's been really um, challenging, I guess. But um, I, I guess, I, I don't know, I, all I did was work. So I know how to make money in, mm-hmm. and quoting and, you know, working through, through the hard yards. Mm. But I think... Um, going through where I'm going now with working with you guys has been sort of understanding more about business mm-hmm. instead of just working and making money and not sort of seeing where where we're going so mm. in the long sort of long term how did you get into the business mate um well I used to be a chef to turn um so I was oh, chefing no for five years because um, my first goal was to work for club Med and travel around and kind of thing and I thought chefing would have been perfect idea and because mm-hmm. my second language is um, French as well so I was going to travel you know to Spain and France and do all that sort of stuff so but what's, then what's your first language mate oh <laughs> <laughs> how many have you got <laughs> Tahitian actually yeah yeah but wow. um, yeah because I'm um, I'm from Tahiti so pretty much migrated here in 91 with all the family so just my mum and my stepdad and yeah, nice. Like, we've got there's six of us in the family. Yep. I'm yep. sure we all live here, so no, it's been good. Awesome, mate. And yeah. so uh, what got you out of chefing and into the trades? Well, um, when I see all the boys and, you know, partying on and I'm sitting in the corner, you know, cooking away <laughs> for everyone to enjoy, especially, you know, New Year's and Christmas and stuff when, you know, you've been a chef, you have to provide, you know. Yeah, in the kitchen and stuff. Double so. shifts and uh, cleaning up. And yeah, and just the long hours and I thought, nah, that's not me, you know. So I got out of there. A friend of mine wanted a, a hand, so I started helping him, got really good at it and um, ended up just going out of my own. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So you, were you catering or something or what was what were you doing then? I, I was doing, but I was doing private. So I was either um, for kind of rich people and then... They were hiring me to come in and cook for them for party events, and then I also worked for different cafes and uh, like kind of like a big uh, company that's kind of um, supplied to all the cafes along the Gold Coast. So we sort of provided that service. Yep. But um, now nah, I just got too yeah got too sick of doing that. So 
But I've been traveling now, been a trad like once I um, found timber flooring, I just found that um, traveling between each job and seeing the Gold Coast was sort of was a better way to live than actually sitting in the kitchen all day. So it's a far better lifestyle, if nothing else, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just meeting new people and just the way you know they're so happy on the work we provide for them, and mm. you know just the change that would that would bring in their life by you know restoring their floor and for their kids you know especially if they've got asthma and mm. so it's so good for, you know in that sense mm. Mm. so why timber floors mate how, how did that decision get made because pete uh pete the plasterer that we interviewed recently for um our real tradie guys episode uh which g'day listeners <laughs> sorry uh, no that's okay um he went from chefing to plastering so you've gone chefing to timber floors, mate. You guys maybe should team up. You could create a business. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Pete. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess um, working in the islands and stuff. You know, we. You know, I work with wood a lot, so it was kind of something that's natural, and you know, it could, you could sort of do a lot with it. Mm, um, mm. And that's kind of what I like because I like working with my hands and you know, and making a difference for people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, nice, mate. I've seen some of your social media photos of the work that you do, and uh, I know my wife oohs and ahs uh, over the floors that you're stripping, mate. I assume she's looking yeah. at those and not your guns, mate. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's very must be very satisfying, like stripping an old floor that's covered in paint or glue or old varnish yep. or something, and just bringing that back to that beautiful luster that yep. the timber has. So it'd be a lot of fulfilment in that, I guess, mate. Oh, definitely. You know, especially for new homeowners that you know that's the first time they bought their homes, and and when they so much investment in it that they've put in, and at the end, I'm the last person that comes out of it, and they're just looking at me going, "Just finish it so we can move in." So there's a lot of stress upon them, um, and especially with budget because they're coming out to the end. But um, it's really fulfilling when you see the end result and then see them move in and you know and be so thankful of what we've done for them. So it's interesting that you mentioned the stress. It is a really stressful time at the end of a build or a reno to have somebody, Definitely. another trade come in. That must have presented some challenges for you, particularly around pricing over the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because at, at the end, they kind of want to, you know, they kind of their last leg and, they, you know, they're trying to screw everything down. But, you know, at the end, it's, their, it's what's their pride and joy. And they've, you know, invested so much money. So why you know, go for less. So. That's right. I think people always find the money when they're motivated to. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And the result that you give, it is that little bit of cream on top of what they've spent so long yeah. doing. It's that last final touch that they really need to do to make it comfortable. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. It's a nice experience for families. I've done it a few <laughs> times myself. I love it. Yeah. The results that you can get from a floor that looks like rubbish, yeah. it just, you can transform. It's beautiful. It must be a really feel good trade to be involved in. Oh, definitely. And, it's, you know, it's a, Way better than being a chef, so <laughs> you get yelled at, and you know people are not happy with something. Or, but um, no, nah, it's a definitely fulfilling, like fulfilling kind of job. Do people ever come out at the end of a meal and say thank you to you as the chef? Oh, uh, some people do, especially in the in the private events. Yes, um, in that side, you know, you know, it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not as fulfilling as what I'm doing now. No, it wouldn't yeah. be. And you get to take the customer through the entire journey rather than just 
working behind the scenes to get the meal out. And if you're real lucky, somebody might say thank you or you might get some positive feedback. Yeah, Otherwise, right. you might get the negative feedback. So yeah. doing what you're doing now would be so much more fulfilling than what oh, you've definitely, done before. Definitely, yeah. So how did you find – you mentioned something earlier in the conversation about that transition between thinking as a worker where you go to work and you work really hard to make the money and then starting to think as a business owner where you need to start working on all aspects of the business. What prompted that change in thinking for you? Was it observing somebody else doing something? Was it just realising that there's a bigger game to be played here? How did that come for you? Um, I guess because um, I've been in the game for so long um, now – um, I've met a lot of different you know, flooring companies and one of my friends, um, and he's 55, and I've just seen him, like he's an awesome floor sander and he does some beautiful work, but I've just seen him go, you know, have a beautiful home, have a beautiful family and just lose everything, you know, he just lives in the shed. Um, that broke my heart. And I know he's struggling and I'm, you know, I keep in contact with him and he shuts me out. But I know that that's not me and I don't want that. Mm. And then once I've seen that, I thought, you know, what's, what's worth it for me? Like, you know, what, I've got to put in that, that hard yard and find out how, you know, what my business is like. And when I peeled it back, layer by layer, I got scared and just went, wow, you know. And then just learning from you guys and different aspects of what business is really is and, and what you really need to do to focus on, I, sh- I think it's um, it makes you realise that you know you're not you know, you can make money, but you can't really like you really got to know your numbers. You really got to understand where every bit of you know cash is going, and otherwise you sort of don't. You're just floating, mm-hmm. you know. And realising that now, I'm just you know 100. If I don't put that 100 percent in, it's not going to happen. I've I've got to do it myself, you know. Yeah, there's there's uh, way more to it than people realize you know i just i see so many people getting into business and actually after our last episode with pete um i had one of our trade desk members um actually (laughs) send me a message he's like mate i just listened to that episode and why do some people go into business like it was just you know it's such a horrendous story but I think there's so much good that comes out of it and certainly there were some some awesome messages from from Pete made about yeah. you know just the place he's gotten to in his life yeah. where now he really does he stays very aware of why he's working and what he's doing it for and and not sort of getting sucked into the the system and into the machine yeah yeah um, so I, I know you've got a uh, I suppose a not an interesting story. That's maybe not the right word to use, Vitaya. But um, you know, you, you so you came to Australia. Uh, you know, it's it's um, I guess a new country, young kid. You've grown up here, no doubt. Um, but you know, tell us a bit more about your personal journey, mate. I mean, uh, the business stuff is is obviously a window into that. But uh, you know, maybe take it back a little earlier, mate. Like, what's been some of the experiences in your life that have shaped who you are and, and uh, how you work in your business now? Um, well, we moved here in 91, myself and my family. Um, so there's six of us, um, which was pretty hard because, you know, we didn't know the language and I've pretty much had to learn everything from scratch and I was 12 back then. But um, getting into it, I think learning the language and working through, my parents were... Um, in religion really bad like really hard so really strict so we kind of um did a few years where um, my stepdad and i weren't really on par 
So there's a lot of kind of emotional and physical abuse that happened over a few years and I ended up uh, moving out or kind of leaving home when I was 16 and lived on the streets, um, pretty much did what I had to do to survive. I didn't leave school straight away because I was like, oh, I've got to stay there because I kind of have some sort of morals. And, um, I mean, I could have gone either way. I could have been in jail or, you know, but I decided to stay on, on the good side and I worked and had three jobs still going to school. How old were you then, mate? Uh, I think I just turned 17. So I spent a whole year living on the street and then 17, I ended up getting three jobs, got into chefing. And that's my that was my journey with chefing through there. Yeah, right. Um, wow. And yeah. still going to school. Yeah, still going to school. I had three jobs, and yeah, it was it was hard to to manage. But I yeah. had I had did, two how guys that, that helped like, me. How on earth did, did you cope with that as a seventeen year old? Um, you know, no home, you're working, going to school. Like, how did how did you do at school? How was that experience? Um, school was hard. I think all I had in my head was just, if I just rocked up and gave it a go and just did what I had to do and then, and just to survive, um, I'll be fine. Mm. You know, in my, in my side, I was like always a fighter and trying to, you know, you got to give it a go, just give it a go, you know. Mm. So I had to face a lot of things on my own, um, from 16. So with, you know, emotional, physical, you know, getting bashed and, or me bashing or you know it was just a lot of anger mm. because of you know a lot of stuff that's happened with me my stepdad and, mm. and everything and i kind of never really sort of opened up because as soon as i left it was all about the boys about us doing this us getting drunk us doing drugs or whatever and you know like you know you I stole cars you, you know you just do anything and everything that just to survive just to make yeah. money and just ends meet you know yeah but you know the groups that i was hanging in the first year was pretty bad but you know, that kind of showed me a different light of what, you know, street life is and being homeless and stuff, you know. Um, but other than that, I think once I found chefing and I found that kind of that balance, um, I understood, oh, I've got to work, I've got to pay rent because before that I didn't know any of that. I didn't know what how to pay rent or <laughs> bills. I was only too young, you know. Yeah, of yeah. course. And then I was nervous going to work, going, oh, okay, all of a sudden I've got to pay, you know, 300 and something bucks for rent every week. And yeah, but just getting that because I was never taught, like no one sort of taught me anything. I was like 16, see you later. And, yeah, like a know, whole new world for you, man. Yeah, I had to pretty much find and work my ass off just to be who I am today, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess, because uh, how old are you now, V? 39. Yep. So this is a little while ago, yep. um, but obviously still pretty vivid memories, mate. Yeah, uh, it's probably because um, not speaking out for so many years, like it's been something that um, I kind of bottled up and I guess as a guy you do that often, you know. You don't sort of see it for what it is and you pretend and you take drugs or you smoke or you do anything or drink, you know, mm, mm. and trying to sort of hide it from the fact that, you know, just face it and this is the real thing, you know. And it, it sometimes it just comes out when you least expect it, you know, and mm. it's scary for me. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, how does how does that life now sort of play out through your business with, you know, it it, it is a very different 
world, I guess, being a business owner yeah, and, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're actually sitting here in Vitae's apartment uh, and, you know, you've got a beautiful apartment and, and a cool dog, by the way. Uh, <laughs> He's gorgeous. <laughs> if you haven't seen a photo of Vitae's dog. Um, <laughs> you've got to drop by the Tradies and Business pa- Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, go check out the Facebook page. Um, but, like, does, does it ever seem a little surreal to you, mate, doing what you're doing now? You're in these fancy houses, you're working on a penthouse at the moment on the Gold Coast and... Compared to where you've come from, like, is there a weird, surreal nature to it sometimes? Um, I don't know. I guess um, I don't really look back because I've kind of always hidden it. Um, so I don't really recognise those sort of uh, achievements. You know, like I know we always talk about that on a trade desk where we go, you know, always kind of do the small things and you know, and praise them. But I don't do that, you know. And, and thank God that I have a beautiful partner that reminds me of that and. Um, and that helps, but no, like, I don't know. It's it's hard. I'm just trying to think forward, and I think if I go back in that, it's too scary for me, and I kind of shut down, and I don't know, I get lost, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty confronting to deal with some of those horrible things that happen to us during our lives, and so many of those things are really out of our control. There's not a lot we can do, particularly, you know, you're talking about obviously when you were quite young, this stuff happened to you. You become a victim of your own life in those cases. It's really hard to stop and take the time to look back and try and process what you've been through. But like you say, it does come up in other ways at various times, which makes it quite challenging for you as a business owner, as a partner, as a male, because there isn't that freedom to talk about your feelings. There isn't that space to sit down with your mates and have a chat about what you've been through. It makes it really hard for you. How do you... What is it in your life or, or what steps have you been able to place in your life that have helped you through those times? Um, I guess having the right people around you. Um, I think at a time where I was a low part of my life where um, I ended up getting um, internal bleeding. Wow. And that comes from CrossFit. <laughs> yes, I, I know it's but bad. But I love for you. CrossFit. Don't get me wrong. I, I love, love CrossFit. You being but it's just me mate. being, being. You know, they they put. They, I was just push myself. I was mm. trying twice a day. Yeah. You know, when yeah. when when you're snatching 145 kilos, mm. you know that shit's now gonna just happen. Bragging, mate. Yeah. But, no, I'm just saying, like when, you, when you're doing those heavy weights, it does happen. Deadlifting, yeah. you know, 180, all those sort of things. Yeah. You know, CrossFit pushes you. I love it. It makes you look like a badass, and you you know, and I love it. Love it. I'm you know competing for two, three years, all, all those sort of things. Um, that's that was my jam. I loved it, and that kind of that saved me. Um, a lot of that, you know, if I didn't have training in my life, um, I think I would have been in dumps mm. a long mm. time. Mm. Um, fight training for seven years helped me, like you know, traveling to, to Thailand and and just learning with the ties. Um, actually, you know, and finding yourself. Like I went to Thailand and plunked myself in the middle of Isan, which is, I don't know if you guys have you know, looked at the map, but Isan is in the middle of Thailand and is, it's where the locals live. And I pretty much, the ground was dirt, you know, you sleep on tiles, um, you eat pork and rice and that's it, you know, help them live in the farms. And that really, really sort of made me kind of find myself again go and appreciate the small things. Because we, too many times we all just go through life where, you know, life is so quick, man. You don't, you know, really just appreciate, you know, you, you know your family or, you know, just the, even the sunset or sunrise, you know. Like, um, 
I think just being in the present is that helped me really well knowing that and that's how I found my partner you know after that and coming back from that finding myself for seven years I was finding trying to find love you know and it wasn't there because I wasn't ready you know I think most of the time all of us all we need is love you know like I've gone through a pretty hard time and and all I wanted was my mum's love but you know I never got it so but you know and then today now it's hard but you've got a beautiful partner. She's a gorgeous girl. She takes good care of you. We know that. We get to see it often. And I think you're absolutely right. All any of us want is to be loved, and it is missing from so many people's lives. It's not an easy journey for some of us. I've, I've had my own experience. I don't talk to my own mother. She disowned me at a point in time in my life. It's shit. It's nothing on your journey. It's nothing like yours at all. But it's really bloody hard. And I, I think that there's not enough people talking about some of these family challenges that we have. Mm. And so it means that people like you, V, bottle this up and don't get the opportunity to talk about what they're going through. Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah, it is. Has there, has there been, um, I guess, you know, you talk about appreciating the small things, mate. Uh, and, you know, I literally got a, a voicemail from my, my elderly father. You know, he's, he's got a terminal illness. And I had a, a message from him the other afternoon. I'd come out of CrossFit, funnily enough. I didn't have any internal bleeding, mate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't snatch 140 kilos, man. Um, and I saw that there'd been a missed call and a message from my dad. And, and you know, he's he's we have a particular kind of a relationship. I wouldn't say we're super close. Um, he's always been a really hard man. And I actually found myself feeling like, because I'd only spoken to him that morning, it's like, ah, oh, dad, seriously, like, you know, I felt frustrated. And it's like, what the hell is he calling about now? And I played his voicemail back and he had left me a message saying, if you're at home, have a look out your window to the west. The sunset is amazing. Wow. And, and I felt shit for being frustrated that dad would ring me again, yep. you know? Yep. And it's like, you know... How how do we stay grateful? How do we stay connected to those small things? V like, you know, guys like you have, have been through such a tough road, have learned those lessons obviously, yeah. and and you know it's vivid for you. But for those of us, even including myself, that have had what seems like a privileged life, when I listen to to guys like you share your story, yeah, how do the rest of us stay present with that? How do we appreciate the sunset or our nice car or our partner or the the business that we've got? I'm not, um, I guess, I don't know, for me, just um, something really bad had to happen f- for me to realise that. And, you know, s- sometimes we don't really need that in our lives. And that's too much stress. You might as well, you know, just make that first step and, and just enjoy it and see life for what it is. But um, the effect that he had in me and my, you know, it took one day where I had a family I had my business and I lost it all in one day and that was that was hard you know I um I went back I had to leave my my home uh, with my three kids um I had an alcoholic uh back then I had an alcoholic kind of partner and which made it hard I got done but drink driving that same night so I lost my license for pretty much five years um yeah which made it really hard to try and you know fight through it i wanted to kill myself mum found me with a knife in the room and she stopped me from doing it but i was pretty 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 close um and that was hard to come out of it 
you know. Um, but, you know, what saved me was actually training and finding that um, if I worked on myself, on my, on my health, on my body, on my mind, um, and just take those little steps, you know, on, on changing your life every morning, on getting up and just change it up. If you get up in the morning and, you know, you're used to just gra- grabbing that coffee or grabbing your phone or, you know, going on a toilet or do something different than what you usually do, and that's what I, I work on now. I just try and do anything different that um, that's not normal. And um, that helps me sort of engage and really look at myself, and you know, and how I am with towards my partner is probably the biggest thing. Because my thing is, if if you're uh, if you can give your love to someone that you love, you get it back. Mm. So as much the mu- as much as you give the love to that person, you should get it back, and tenfolds, you know. So I'll work on that. If you know, if my partner and I, I 100%, then that means I can hustle and work on my business 100% without having to think about my relationship. And so I'll just work on on that, on making sure that she's happy and I provide for her, and you know, I show her my love and do stuff different. You know, take her out monthly and where we go dating or you know, just different is key but it's just finding that love and defining what love is for you Mm. is really the biggest key like you know I searched for love for so long you know and it's it was hard and then once you've got it and because sometimes in the state that you're at um, you get so angry with the stress of you know money kids you know exes and you know then you've got the emotional side that I didn't know I had and it just comes out because you're so stressed and when that comes out like I just feel where I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't got no, got this list of stuff to do, but I don't know which one it is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so what does a day look like for you? You've talked about some of those things that you do to do differently, I guess, to uh, just the norm. You know, to keep that intention in your days, Vitea. Like, you know, you do, doesn't sound like you just wake up, check Facebook, smash a coffee, and hit the job site. Um, it sounds like you go about your days a lot more intentionally than that. Yeah, um, I guess I try. I first thing I do is just is connect with my with Crystal, my partner, and and you know, and we just have that chat first because I believe sometimes communication is a big part. So by us talking in the morning, and you know, and she knows what I'm going through at the moment, so she's been really, really, really good and helping me through all this, but. That communication and us going for walks, you know, taking Jack for walks first thing in the morning and seeing the sunrise, and that's first thing we do. And then I come back. Um, I my work comes second, so I make sure that I put her first because um, so whatever happens, I always do that. Um, and everything seems like I know people think, oh, how can you do that? But it it does. It, if you know, if you do that, it falls into place mm-hmm. somehow or another. It, it does, you know. But if you're happy and she's happy, man, you can hassle and you can work so much better because your mind's so much clearer. You, you know, you've, you've, you can make the right decisions and not sure that it'd be confused and, and unaware of, you know, what's coming next. So. It sounds like it's very much your why and it's what we're all working towards, isn't it? Finding our why and yeah, why yeah. we're in business and why we're doing it. And business should come second. It shouldn't be the first thing that you no. do all day, every yeah. day. So I think you've really found your direction there. I, I just want to draw into a point, and it's not something that many men talk about, 
and that's being mindful. And it's a real wanky word. Let's call it for what it is. <laughs> but being mindful is as simple as making that connection with Crystal in the morning, going for yeah. a walk with Jack. Those things clear your mind of all that other stuff that's hanging around. And it's a tool that I think... Yeah, sure, it gets spoken about a lot, but it's not something that we use. And here you are using it, putting it into place, and it's really working for you, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, we we all talk about it, and I think, you know, even on a trade day, there's a lot of us say, you know, you got to do this, we've got to do that. But, you know, putting it into action is different. And really, you, you know, you guys, we just got to do it. Don't talk about it, you know. Was always, you know, you keep saying and just fucking do it. So, and again, you know, when he when he put that post up, I was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna fucking do it. Yeah, it is what it is, you know. And you don't know. It's a change. Sometimes it get it's scared. It still scares me. Sometimes I come home and it just burp ball my eyes out. And she was like, oh, what's going on? Were you alright? You know, like, and it's nothing. It's just an emotion that's just come in or, or like a song, or and it's just brought me back to you know to that place, you know. Yeah, but. Yeah. Before I used to freak out, you know. I used to flight really bad, and and sometimes I'll go crazy. Anyone that sort of says anything, or you know, to the point I'll be like a ramp, going through a rampage, you know. And but now seeing, you know, the psychologist, and you know, really going through and understanding the key points of my feelings and those emotions and where they come from, I think it helped me sort of realize, oh, okay, that emotion is from there. Okay, cool. Then you sort of sit with it for a little bit, but then don't let it take over your life or the rest of the day or that one hour. So I try to think of something kind of happy, like um, like what's beautiful out there, and that kind of changes my way of thoughts. So you know, it could be anything. It could be you know having a T-bone. You know, like a good old T-bone steak. Or, <laughs> you talk you know, about yeah. identify with that, man. <laughs> you know? Good T-bone fixes everything. Oh, yeah. You know, like a good meal. Like us, you know, us guys, we just like good meat, you know, like, you know, having a good feed. And But, you know, it's just small things. That's why I always enjoy the small things because, you know, before you know it, you'd never know. Being in a car accident, you know, my partner, she, she works in individual care services, so she cares for, you know, older people. And I see it in, on hand and... You know, it's it's sad. Mm, it is sad. Yeah. And you make a great point. Life's over in the blink of an eye, whether it be because yeah. you've gotten to the end and you're an old fella and, you know, it's gone before you know it or something horrible happens tomorrow. You just don't yeah. know when your time's up, it's up. So you do need to take those moments to enjoy yeah. just the little things in every day. And it can be – look, it's, it really is as simple as – an exercise that we use with my husband. So he's had two breakdowns. He's really found life tough at times um, and at his really difficult points in time, exercise he would use is just to stop. So he might feel a bit panicky or might feel super stressed or like you say, very angry because yep. one way or another those feelings come out. It you can't stop down. them. Yep. Or he might be bawling on the job site, hiding in a corner because he doesn't want the other blokes to see him. And the trick for him in those moments is to stop, take five breaths, look around and see five things he can hear have a look and think about five things he can see and five things he could do moving forward from that so that just touch base I suppose and bringing you back to the reality of right now rather than getting stuck in those thoughts because it's the stuff that's in our head that messes us up on a daily basis and it's really hard to you can't control that unless you mindfully stop and pause and think about something different which is exactly what you're explaining by what you're doing yeah yeah definitely it's like it's like your big muscles Vitea. Uh <laughs> you know they didn't just pop out overnight Nah. Or one session at the gym, and you know, if we want to rely on those, 
those muscles or those strengths we've yeah. got to actually develop them over time and and you know it, it might seem a little uh i don't know simplistic to say that your life's journey has actually developed a lot of those skills and i guess this is the thing and and it's why coxie and i are passionate about talking to guys like you um and you know some of our real tradie wives as well is just to highlight um the the strengths that you listeners have out there you know we've all we've all built up a lot of these strengths we just haven't learned how to use them you know it's like having you could be the the muscliest guy in the gym but if you haven't learned how to pick up a barbell the right way and get it overhead in a way that doesn't hurt you then those massive strengths are no good to you and so in dealing with life dealing with business you know we've all been through stuff we've all had our own journeys it's actually learning to draw on that as a way of building that strength and then taking that into our day-to-day interactions with with other people with customers or whoever and actually you know being able to apply our experience being able to apply the stuff that we've been through so um, probably talking in riddles a bit here, but <laughs> I, I'm renowned I'm say, for doing that. Yeah, you do it well. This is what I'm doing wrong at the gym, right? I'm just lifting one weight once and expecting it to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's not working, yeah. no, is it? No, you've got to pick it up no. and put it down a thousand times. A few times. times. Yeah. yeah, okay. Good to know, mental check. But this is the thing, right? We, we yeah. Well, I, I hear people complain about how hard business is and how shit staff are and, you know, how crap the government is and all this sort of stuff. And, and they change something once or you know we see them they sign up to to programs you know they go to a seminar and it's a one-day seminar and they come away from that and three months later it's like oh well that was a waste of time nothing changed it's like well because you didn't actually stick at it day after day after day you've got to you've got to really learn constantly how to apply and reapply the things that we're exposed to so i i you know it's a weird paradox, I guess, that guys like you, Vito, who have been through so much and guys like Pete and so many of the people that we talk to um, actually have this amazing reservoir of strength uh, that you can call on and and apply that in your daily life and your daily business. So I think you're well-placed to, to kick it, man. It's just uh, I don't think... I don't think a lot of us actually recognise how strong we really are mm. um, despite how shit some of the stories sound. You know, I sit here listening to your story and I know you've been, you've uh, had a bit of leaky face um, syndrome there, mate. And, um, you know, I was doing pretty pretty tough uh, not letting my face leak as well um, when you're sharing your story. And it's like, you know, we could focus on how incredibly shit it is. And I think embracing that journey and realising the position that puts us in for living an amazing life, I think, is, is where the, that's where the juice is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that I, was a very long diatribe. It was huge, boss. <laughs> that, was, that was massive. Long Epic proportions. No yep, there we are. Sorry, guys. <laughs> save, save me, please. Save me, Doxy. I, was, I just really wanted to touch base on something you shared with the Trade Desk members yesterday. Uh, you were talking about how you'd connected with a soul. I, that's, again, another wanky term, but yep. I believe that's what exactly that's happened strikes, for you. two strikes, Coxie. Yep. Three and you're out. Sorry, guys. Three yeah. and I'm muting your microphone. <laughs> that wouldn't be the first time. But you, it, that really happened for you yesterday. You were on a site. You met with a builder, wasn't it? And you could see that he was struggling. Yeah. Um, I guess I've never met him. Um, so this job is pretty much it's in Kyogle and I was pretty much doing my thing. And he rocked up and he said, oh, sorry, you know, I've got to just drop my kids off. So that was kind of a red flag for me. Then I was because it was literally eight thirty, nine o'clock. 
you know, being a builder, he should have been on site at six o'clock, and I beat him to the site, so I was like, okay. So I just kept buying my thing, then he started talking about, you know, um, about what he's doing, and the next minute I could tell he was a bit, um, just his voice changed. And that's when I asked a few different questions. Oh, how are you? Are you, you know, are you okay? Um, have you had a sudden breakup? Is this, is this a fresh? You know, is this fresh? And he only said a few things, and he said, yeah, yeah. And then he sort of, you could, I could tell he was upset. So I said, you know, like, look, I know what you're going through. I explained to him of what I went through, you know, especially when I wanted to kill myself back then. And you know, I was sitting in my mum's home in the bedroom and with a knife ready to go and you know and I said to him you know I lost everything in one day where you know I lost my business I couldn't drive I lost my family I couldn't see my kids um that was hard because I you know being Polynesians we live on family we we are big on family and that's all we you know we're all about um so my biggest morals was like you know when you're going to have kids and family you stick together and nothing you know and that that was a failure for me uh, and that was massive and um and i couldn't sort of live like because I, I couldn't redo it i couldn't go back and change it and um so i just had to face the fact that that was done and and, and when i explained that to him he, he sort of went man you're hitting you're hitting everything that i i can't explain mm. you know and i said the frustration part is that you're you're wanting to come out but the anxiety the depression and and your way of thoughts is not working because you work on your own. You come into a job site, you've got no more passion, you don't want to build. So then now work's going to go down. You know, it's going to start within two to three months where when work goes down, it's, and I've seen it. And, and he's just, you know, he got scared and started bawling his eyes out. And I said, you know, you can do it, but, you know, you've got to have the right people. You've got to go and see someone so that you can really open up. You know, I'm going through it. By me explaining all those, I think it made him vulnerable, and he didn't know me from nothing. And he's like, "I'm so sorry. Like, I don't even know you, and you know, you, I just feel like you've just answered all my questions." And but I think the biggest thing I took from that is that I'm glad that I've, you know, I've given him some sort of hope that you know he's he, he there's no use you know doing something stupid because you still got your kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I said to him, go travel. That's how I did it. Mm-hmm. Travel, get that bug, get out of, get out of, change it. You know, that's why I travel because I needed something different. Because if you start doing everything the same, 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 it, it, it's, you still go back in that same place. You have to shake it up. You've got to get out of yourself and you've got to, you know, make that big change. But it's got to come from you, you know. There's not and I said to him, like, no matter how many people banging on your head, if you don't want it in your heart, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got to put the hard yards yourself, and you got to want it. Either want it from for saying, well, "I'm going to do it for my kids," or "I'm going to do it for myself," or have a reason. You know, have your why, and like you speak about, you know. But you know, it touched me just seeing him. You know, a, a burial like that. That's you know, broad and that just bawling his eyes out. You know, and um, but it's touching. It's, it's it was awesome. I felt awesome doing it. You know.
I think it's a really important point that we begin to have these conversations. I think the biggest part of the problem that I see from where I'm standing is nobody is talking about how they're feeling. And, I'm, you know, perhaps it's a little bit easier for me to say as a woman, but in actual fact, women aren't really talking about the way they feel either. I don't think any of us are. We're not sharing these hard stories. We're not talking about this tough stuff that we've been through or how shit we feel. You know, I feel really shit today. I'm, you know, this is going wrong for me. I don't know what to do. Uh, my marriage is broken up or I'm fighting with the missus or whatever it might be. We're not sharing that. And if we do, it's really on a surface level. It's pretty rare to find people that are comfortable to be vulnerable and to sit in that vulnerability and allow themselves to share their journey and where they are. And I think if we can start having some of those conversations, first and foremost, you were recognizing for that gentleman yesterday that he's not alone and it's really easy to feel alone. Because oh. you think you're the only person going through it. Definitely. Especially for blokes, I find we're really yeah. shit at accepting that we're not the only ones. Yes. You know, I <laughs> I remember sitting in the spare room of my own house because I, I lived in the spare room of my house when things turned to crap for me um, for nearly a year just because I didn't want my daughter to know that everything had fallen apart and she was only three four years old when it all happened and I would sit in there until all hours of the night locked in the spare room of my own fucking house just feeling so alone despite doing what I do working with people you know working with business owners and talking to people every day and most people didn't know my clients didn't know they had no idea what was going on in the background because like you said earlier Vitaya, I hit it I just kept it all shoved down inside and I kept up the facade and I think blokes <sighs> There's, there's this whole thing about, you know, getting us to talk to other people and getting blokes to talk about their problems with their mates or with some of the great organisations out there. And and I actually don't think they're going to. I don't think as, as men we will ever really talk about our stuff except in those moments where, like you had with, with the builder on site, you know, that guy on site yeah. where it's like... It's got to be right place, right time kind of stuff. And yep. then and then there's got to be enough people around like you, Vitaya, And, you know, if we can train this army of, of fellas to recognize when someone is a bit shit and, you know, it's the whole are you okay thing, is that when they say, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm all right, is that we actually have the balls to say, oh, I think you're full of shit, man. I don't think you're okay. Yeah, you're right. And it, just, just have the courage to actually go there with yeah. our mates because they're not going to just sit down and go, actually, you know what? Now that you ask, you know, I've had this happen and this happen. It's just, I don't I don't think that's reality. Yeah. I think it's going to have to be from the person asking the question mm-hmm. and having the, the, the courage to go there with people. So No, you're right, Was Like, um, you definitely have the, the balls to do it. Yeah, and if you don't sort of ask the right questions, you're kind of not going to get it. Um, but I don't know, I guess it's a feeling because I've, I'm going through it. So I can feel his energy and it's putting it out and it's making me on, on nervous. So I kind of want to find out and go, hey, dude, <laughs> like, what's up? Because yeah, you're yeah. making me really like edgy here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But but after I did that, I think um, he kind of relaxed and was more kind of, okay, I'm going to get into work. And it got him sort of, and I felt good going, oh, well, it's got him all motivated again. But, and I said to him, just take each day as it comes, you know, like each day is different and then you've got to enjoy something different the next day. So just small things, small steps, you know, mm-hmm. everything's timing. That's how I live my life, timing, you know, and just be patient because it does happen, you know. But 
I guess on those times when people don't sort of talk about it, it's because they kind of sit in that that mindset of oh, you know, like I'm going so I'm going through so much that I don't know where I'm going, you know. And I went through that, you know, a month ago, and I'm you know struggled so hard, and I'm so glad that you know I've reached out to both of you, and um, but you know just being in that state was was scary you know i felt scared for my partner putting that with my crap you know yeah, like yeah. damn yeah. like you know and you know if it wasn't for her as well and for us communicating and, and finding that that kind that norm it's it's hard you know so Vitae, you've mentioned a couple of times about reaching out um you know whether it's to us and the trade desk sort of from that that angle or to some of the other people around you what what gets you to that point of actually deciding to reach out? What What was it for you? I don't know. I guess I just I'm a fixer. Um, that's how I I I look at myself. So I'm. You I've got the biggest heart. Every other male on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, so I just true. want like I just want to. I don't know. As soon as I see someone, like I'll, I'll take my 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 shirt off for you you know what I mean like I'll do anything for you so I guess it's my personality that comes out that I, as soon as I see someone in need and I can help them I'm there what about for you though so what what got you to the point where you reached out for help for Vitea oh, um, my partner that my partner helped me sort of go look we're either gonna split and this is it or you, we're gonna have to do something yeah and yep. um I guess, you know, listening to you guys for so long and then now meeting you guys now. How's, how's the nerves going now? <laughs> oh, man. You're, co- you're doing so well. <laughs> I'm more nervous than you are, mate. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's just been so surreal, like, you know, about, you know, I just felt like, you know, you guys, like, were part of me and, you know, being my, you know, in my ear all the time and I think I, I just needed that help and that it's more the guidance you know like and someone to listen out and just look just hear me out and just give me some sort of little tips don't give me 50,000 tips just give me one like and then you just work with one and you do the next one but you do the one that you did yesterday mm, you know yeah. like and it's just small steps it's a great point you know man. I'm still working on it myself I'm still going through it now like you know this I come home and just burst bawling my eyes out mm. And then, you know, Chris was like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know, I've got this thing and oh, oh, but I'm fine, you know, like it's just me freaking out, my mind just going a million miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. I just got to go, hey, hey, relax, it's all good. Yeah. Can I just take a moment to uh, mention the partners? So I'm like your partner. I supported my husband through two breakdowns and, you know, every other day there's some difficulties in our lives and it's not unusual it's it's far more common than any of us are talking about and I'd just probably like to take a moment to recognize the partners and the roles that they do play uh, whether it be the male partner or the female partner when somebody's having difficulties it's a really difficult and challenging role to take and I'd really like if you're a partner who has a partner that's going through a bit of a hard time at the moment I'd really encourage you to reach out as well because you also need some support in what you're going through you know it's not the easiest of roles to be that sounding board and to be the guidance and do it on your own I don't think any of us are meant to do these things on our own so if you're listening and you're in that position I'd really encourage you to 
reach out to some of those people around you as well and seek a bit of guidance and support so that you all have that support you need to get through this point of time. Because that, that's another point I'd really like to make is that these points are points of time. They're not continual. They're not forever. I, you know, In my own experience, I can say, yes, my husband had two breakdowns, but he's had a lot of good life around that as well. Yeah. It's not his forever. It's not his, um, I guess daily pattern it's it's just a point in time and it passes and it can pass with some help and support for everybody so they were two really big points i wanted to make out of what you're talking about here vitaya nah having partner like her um has really changed my life on learning on i guess like more learning on what love is Mm -hmm. and then focusing on that and the biggest key is communicating and because I love her so much and then what I was going through, I felt selfish by going, hey, man, I'm treating you like shit. Um, I'm just like a total fucking asshole by me doing this or me re- overreacting over little things. But we would fight over little shit things, you know. And I even bring you, Wise, and go, Wise, what the fuck? Like, I'm going off my head, you know. Like, <laughs> And, um, you know, and... And it's not that, and it's like, and I had to really look at myself and go, mate, you're really hurting the person that loves you the most, the person that's going to stand by you all the way to the end, you're hurting her. If you don't make that change, then, you know, you're going to lose that one person and all you've done the whole life is is searching for love and this is it. Like, mm. you're about to lose that person mm. if you don't make that change, you know, and that's my goal right now is, is you know, to serve her, to provide for her, just just to make sure that she's fine and you know i know she's gone through a tough time dealing with what i'm going through and you know she's not showing it but deep inside i know she's struggling you know like yeah, yeah. and it's hard yep yep so vitaya what's what's uh you know if we look ahead to the future of uh timber vision and uh business and you know the the unfolding project that is the vitaya project you know like we've all got our own little uh <laughs> yeah. renovation project that we're working on in life um What's the future look like, mate? Um, I guess at the moment with Timber Vision, um, I'm pretty much peeling it back layer by layer. So I'm restructuring my whole business at the moment because, like I said, we all know how to make money. We just don't know how to put our money in certain places. Um, So, you know, and I've just done so many years where I've just worked, worked, worked and not sort of gained anything out of it. So... But at the moment, so I'm just trying to learn my numbers. I'm gonna, you know, there's a few partners that are on the trade desk that I'm gonna get them to help me, um, and then hopefully after that, we can um, get someone in and um, expand so I can get off the tools. Nice, mate. That's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome stuff. So uh, I guess. Um, I don't really know how to to bring these interviews to a close because, like, no. it's there is so much that we cover, and um, and mate, I, I guess you know, I, I need to express my gratitude again um, for you to share this, not just with us, but with our listeners. Um, so don't feel nervous, mate. But there's thousands of people going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Be all over social media, but um, but mate, I, I do like to ask our guests, and and I and I actually. I really like asking this question of, of um, guests like yourself is if you had a thousand or we should probably say a hundred thousand tradies and their partners in a room, what's one piece of advice you would like to leave them with? I don't know. Probably find love and define what love is for you because that changes your whole perspective of either your partner, your kids, you know, your 
your grandmother or that you know anyone because once you have that and compassion and that it helps with you know within yourself probably more about yourself if you know if you're struggling find yourself first because um that helps with business you know in relationships kids money mm. it helps with um going like learning how to understand the stress as well you know but um yeah find love nice man I love it. <laughs> I love it. It'll be right up your alley, Coxie. It is. Yeah. You're speaking yeah. to my heart now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so your business is called Timber Vision Concept, mate. Yep. Uh, if listeners want to go and stalk you and see how big your guns really are, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, I don't know, mate. We, we might have to have a gun off. We'll I think you'd beat off. me, mate. You'd beat me. Um, <laughs> I can't snatch 145 kilos. And, and for know. those listening... Vitea is not the tallest guy around, right? I'm I'm taller than, than Vitea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that. Only boys notice the height thing. No, it's just when he talks about weightlifting. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm snatching 145. And I'm, yeah, and I'm yeah. looking at Vitea Short going. Short levers, mate. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good power to weight ratio, dude. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You'd be really good at sanding the uh, the varnish off floors, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, website um, or social media handles, give us give us all the places people can find out about you. Yeah, we're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, or you can go to timvisionconcept.com.au. Sweet. And you need to go and check out the videos that he yeah, puts yeah. together. They're pretty sweet. Yeah. So what's your what's your Facebook? Is it just Timber Vision Concept, mate? Yeah, just Timber Vision Concept. Um, but um, yeah, check out the videos. There's, there's a few of them. Um, I love video, doing videos now, so I'm just working on video editing and yep. yeah, sweet. having a go, really. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> Good on you, mate. And and you know what? That is so much of uh, getting results in business and in life is have a go. So you know, true. try yeah. something different. Just have a crack. Get yep. in there and have a chop at it. And um, that's the best way to learn. So, yep. again, mate, got to say thank you so much for you, for your time today. Really, really grateful for you to share your story, Vitaya. And uh, yeah, I, I expect that things will go really well for you, mate. You're, you're a beautiful man. Heartfelt thanks from me for being so vulnerable, not only today, but in every day. Really appreciate that you ever took the time to reach out to us so that we could play a small part in your big journey. Mm. Um, We really care about you and thank you for allowing us into your home. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, man. Okay, if that's brought up um, any issues for you, we just want to end this program today by saying you can get in touch with Mates in Construction on 1300 642 or you can go to the website matesinconstruction.org.au Alternatively, Lifeline 13 11 14. And again, a big thanks to V. That's um, quite a mm. emotional episode. Yes, um, I know both you all. and I were uh, <laughs> choking them back. Yes, uh, we did have a big debrief before we got here or a pre-brief so <laughs> yes. that we could try and keep it in check um but yeah that was a, a great episode i hope everyone found as much value in that as we did and uh I, as you said in the middle of of the interview as well coxie to the partners out there to the supporters of tradies if you if you sense that your tradie is doing it tough or maybe a bit off kilter or whatever please have the courage to go there with them and ask them and poke them and if it you know if they blow up about it um, then I think all the better but it's got to get this stuff out in the open um, and if you're not sure how to do that 
uh, by all means, reach out to those same organisations. They are very good at, at uh, upskilling the support people. Um, and again, Coxie and I are always here. Um, you can reach us via all our social media channels um, or via the website. And uh, we're always happy to uh, to help the supporters as well as the tradies. So um, thanks again for listening and uh, enjoy your day. Be Hooray. mindful. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.